Well, normally I do a, a series um, will last about six weeks. I used to do them forever. I mean, they just lasted a long time. Uh, and typically I do them about six, eight at the most. And this would be week six on our, our series Battlefield. And I'm actually going to go two more weeks because there's some important things that I want to make sure that we really have a good, a good grip on and so forth. And uh, so we'll be uh, continuing on with that. But we're talking about battlefield because we're looking at um, this battle that we're all in. Um, and it hits all of us in different ways, but it hits all of us. And while we're here on earth, you're going to continue to have those struggles because we have a real enemy. We have a real enemy. And this is not heaven yet. Did y'all notice that? This is not heaven yet. And we have this real enemy. So you're either in a battle, just came out of one, you're about to go in one, you, you still got a couple going on, whatever it would be. But lift up your head and, and, and be encouraged and be informed and be, in, be equipped, as I was talking about, because uh, God has given us what we need to be able to stand against the enemy, to be able to win. Y'all, y'all with me? So happy, happy Mother's Day. You know, okay. Uh, and it's important that we grab hold of these things. Now, I'm going to shift gears a little bit today. And let me remind you that Jesus most often taught in, in parables, stories, if you will, where it really has to do with a comparison. So he would teach something. He would take something that everybody knew something about, everybody could relate to. And he lived in a, a, a pretty much agrarian culture at the time. So a lot of times he would draw upon things, you know, having to do with uh, uh, agriculture, uh, planting, harvest, um, birds, uh, different kinds of things that they could see and relate to. And here's the thing. There are different values. There's different weights within a parable that if you were a believer, you were part of the kingdom you could see things in a whole different light. You got not only the natural story, but you got the spiritual story, and there's levels and values of that. But then there were other people that, you know, they weren't in the kingdom of God, they weren't a believer, but they came away with something. They at least learned why their tomatoes weren't growing good. You know, it's a, they would at least get something out of it. Well, we want to, as kingdom people, we want to look and see something very important in a very important parable that Jesus taught. In Mark chapter 4... Uh, verse 13, and this is, and we'll get to the verse here in just a moment. This is called the parable of the sower. It's also been called the parable of the seed. I prefer to call it the parable of the soils because that's the only variable here. There's, there's four different outcomes. The sower is the same, the seed is the same, but the soils are different. We're not going to go into all of that today, but I do want to lift out something very important out of this parable that Jesus said is the most important parable. So let's pick up in Mark chapter four, verse 13. Y'all here say something. Okay. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So Jesus is saying, if you miss this one, you're not going to get the rest of them. So this is the most important parable in Jesus own words. He goes on to say this in verse four. And it happened as he sowed, the sower that is planting, sowing seed, that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Later in the chapter, he's explaining the parable to his disciples. And he says in verse 15, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So... 
we see that once seed is sown, follow this. Once the seed is sown, immediately Satan comes. So that kind of says to me that there must be more to all of this. This must be more about something than just about you. There must be something special about the seed. And the reality is there's something special about you. Say, I'm special. How many of you knew that already? Okay. There is something special about you, incredibly. But there's something special about the seed. We already know that the enemy is against you. He's against you. One of his names in Scripture is the adversary. He's against you. He's against your cause. He's against your purpose. He's against you. He's against you, but get this, but he's after the enemy, the thief. He's after the seed. So look a little bit further here in this parable. In Mark chapter 4, verse 3, Jesus said this, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. Then if we skip down to verse 14 as he's explaining it, he says, and the sower sows the word. So what we see out of this, this is not just a story about a farmer planting seed. He's planting seed. The seed lands in different types of soil. We get different types of results. He plants the seed that lands on the wayside, and it says immediately the birds come and devour that seed. When he explains it, he says the seed that is actually getting sown is the word of God. Everybody say the word. That's the word of God. And he says immediately, once the seed is sown, immediately, everybody say immediately, immediately when the seed is sown, then the enemy comes to steal, to steal that word. Immediately he comes to do it. So there must be something special happening in all this. And here's the big picture, okay? The big picture is this. The devil, your enemy, he must, he must prevent, he must block this combination of you and the word. He's got to block that somehow. And he'll try even during the service. Did you realize that? And we welcomed you, but we did not welcome him. We actually have forbidden him by the name and by the blood of Jesus to not interfere with what we're doing here. You got that? But you've got to be careful of your own tendencies because while the Word of God is going forward, you'll study the hairdo in front of you. You'll doodle, noodle, text, look for a snack, see if there's gum under your chair. I mean, you're, you're gonna, there's all kinds of things. And what you have to do, you have to fight it. Everybody say, fight it. You've got to fight it. You've got to understand that the enemy is very serious and very active about this. He must prevent, he must block you and this getting together. Because the seed, if it gets into the soil of your heart, here's what it's going to produce. Harvest. It's going to produce a harvest. Um, The other day I went to the store and I bought morning glories. And the morning glories are very meaningful to uh, Alicia and I. Uh, years ago, we were, we were going through a, kind of a hard time. We were, we were hurting. And we were sitting on our front porch, which is one of our favorite places in the world. And uh, we were sitting there and just, just kind of hurting and talking. And, and we noticed on the railing of, of our 
of our front porch, morning glories were climbing. And they were just so beautiful. And it became just a symbol. Every morning we'd go and sit out there and it was just God. And there'd be more and they'd be brighter and open every day. And it just, it just spoke volumes to us. And so every year I want to make sure that we got morning glories. Y'all. And so they kind of come back on their own, but I make sure we got more than enough. So I went to the store and I bought a, an envelope and had a beautiful picture of them on the front. And I, I get it home and I open it up and there's these stupid little brown seeds. So I called them up and I said, I don't know who you are. Who you think you're ripping off? No, I didn't do that. What was on the cover of the envelope? A picture of the harvest. A picture of what I could expect that if I, if I get this in the right soil and treat it in the right way, this, this is going to come about. And it said on there, you know, I read the instructions carefully and it said to soak them in water overnight and it helped them to germinate and get ready to go. So I did that and then I planted them the next day. And then just like three days later, soil is starting to move and these little green things popping up. I stepped out this morning just to, just to check and see. And I mean, they're, they're up like this far already. Now, is that, does it look like the picture yet? No. Am I excited? Absolutely. I'm just thrilled with that. And you've got to understand that the Word of God works that way in your life as well. But if you leave it in the envelope, nothing's going to happen. If you leave it in the envelope, nothing's going to happen. Put it on your dashboard, glove box, coffee table. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to have to get it out of the envelope and get it into the soil. And the enemy knows that if you do that, there's going to be a harvest. And that's why he makes it his business to prevent and block the seed and you getting together. Guess what else? It it, it not only will cause harvest, it will also bring remedy. Everybody say remedy. And, and, And I'm looking at a bunch of folks that probably know someone who needs some remedy in their life. How many of you could use some remedy in your life? And, and by that, there's brokenness in our life. There's things missing in our life. Uh, there's some hard things in our life. There's some pain in our life. And you know what we need? We need remedy. Are y'all, are y'all here? And what we've got to do is understand that the Word of God contains all cures, all answers, all solutions, all keys. They're all right here. But I can't just look at the pretty envelope of it. I can't just think of the picture of the harvest. I've got to get it sown into the soil of my heart. And when I get it into the soil of my heart, harvest will come, but also remedy will come. We've looked over the past few weeks that some of the ways the enemy works is, first of all, in darkness. Everybody say Darkness. If he can keep you in the dark, if he can keep you in the dark, you'll destroy yourself. And as long as he can keep you in the dark, you'll damage yourself. We also see that he deals in dryness. There's a thirst. There's a dissatisfaction. I need something. And if he can keep you thirsty, if he can keep you thirsty, you'll continue to wander around and get further and further from where you need to be. We also saw that he also deals with your direction in life. And if he can keep you off the right course, you'll head. The scripture says this, that Broadway leads to one thing. It leads to destruction. And then last week we saw dialogue, but the enemy would prefer that it be a monologue, that he would just do all the talking and you would just buy his lies and let him load you with that poison. And so what we find though is the word of God is the remedy for that. God's presence, God's word, and God's people. Y'all stay with me. God's presence, God's word, and God's people. The God's word for the darkness is light. For the dryness, it's water. 
For direction, it guides us. For that dialogue, it's the sword of the Spirit. It's the words that the Spirit would give me from God's Word to use like a sword so that I can win. And so it brings harvest and it brings remedy. And here's what the enemy must do. Hear me. He must prevent this seed of the Word of God and you from getting together. He has to do that. And I'll tell you what, he knows that he has to do that. And that's why he's good at it. And has he been good at it in our lives before? Come on. And he comes up with some really lame excuses that that we buy into. And today we're going to push past those things. You guys are not only going to become special, you're going to become awesome regarding the word of God. With harvest and with remedy. And you know what? You get remedy in your life. You get healed. You get free. Guess what? Free people, free people. Healed people, healed people. Helped people, helped people. Are y'all with me? Now, let's look at something else here. In Matthew chapter 13, and let me just point this out. It's when the seed is sown, that's when the enemy comes. He's got to get it in seed form. He's got to get it before you really see what's going on here. In Matthew's account of the same parable in Matthew 13, 19, Jesus said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, watch this carefully, and does not, what? He does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his hearts. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. Notice, you can hear the word of God. Don't be afraid to hear the word of God. Make sure, though, that we get understanding. Because it's when you hear the word and you don't understand, then the wicked one comes. Then he comes to steal that which was sown away in, in your heart. Now, if you recall, and, and let me just put it this way. He can only take what you don't understand. He can only take what, If you understand, then he can't take it away from you. If you understand, if you know what your name is, people aren't going to be able to talk you out of it. If you understand that two plus two, I saw some of you immediately start to (laughs) Google it and everything. Two plus two is four. Now, what did they do in school to help us? You know, Susie had two apples. Tommy had two apples. They put them on the table and now we've got two plus two. And we saw something. What is that? It's a parable. And it helped us to see. It helped us to understand something. And once I saw that, then somebody could come tell you, no, two plus two is seven. And you go, I don't know what planet you're from. Two plus two is four. And that can't be taken away from you. Nobody's going to talk you out of that because what? You understand it. And so when, when you don't understand it, though, I mean, when I was in algebra class in high school, people could have told me anything. <laughs> Thanks, man, for the help. You know, why? Because I did not understand. And if you don't understand, it can be taken away from you. But get this, get the flip side. But if you understand it, it cannot be taken away from you. Now, in Ephesians chapter 6, we saw this last week. In all the armor that God gives us for the battle to, to equip us, the only offensive weapon that we have is, anybody know? Sword. And it's the sword of the spirit, which actually means it's the, it's the sword that the spirit will give you. It's what he uses and it's what he will give. And the sword of the spirit is the what? 
It's the word of God. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And he says, and for sword, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And if you'll remember last week, and I'm not going to take the time to draw this week, but if you'll remember from last week that we saw that the blade, there's two parts to the sword, the blade and the handle. And the blade, that's the business end of the sword, okay? That's, that's where the stuff's going to happen. And the blade is actually, that's the word of God. That's what does that's what helps you to win in battle. That's what slices and dices and cuts and pierces and, and scares and chases. It's, it's the word of God. That's the blade. The handle, however, that's where you and I get our grip. The handle, if you get a handle on something, you get a grip on something, guess what you get? You get understanding. You know, now I've got a grip on that. Now, I, now I've got a handle on that. It means that you know it, you understand it. And so if we're going to be able to use the word of God, church, listen to me, you're going to have to get a handle. You're going to have to get a grip. Tell your neighbor, get a grip. You've got to get a grip on the word of God in this way. Now, listen, you must get a grip on the word of God. You must get understanding on the word and look at me for this. And you can, you can. And you know what? We just defeated one of the tricks of the enemy. Because he's tried to tell you that you can't. He's tried to tell you, well, you haven't been in seminary. Or uh, you just don't understand spiritual things. Or you don't have a gift. Or, or you don't wear a tie and a suit. Or, or, or just whatever it be. He's, he's going to try all this garbage, lame things to try to make you think that you can't understand the Word of God. Could, would you be honest with me this morning? How many of you have ever kind of had that feeling before? I, I, well, I can't understand the things of God. And you know what? Early in my Christian walk, I remember asking a pastor some questions. I said, Pastor, could I ask you a couple of things? I'm like pre-teen. I'm like early teen. And I, and I asked a pastor some questions. And now I know. Well, I knew then too. And he kind of crossed his arms, changed his voice and said, these are deep things and God does not reveal those to novices. And uh, if I were to explain it to you right now, and you know what, in my little preteen mind, I knew if I, he don't know. (laughs) He don't know. And, And don't take this wrong. I wanted to kick him in the shin. I really did. I thought, I'm hungry for God. I'm kind of wavering on this whole God thing. I really think God's real, but his people are like pathetic. <laughs> and now you, and it's, it's like, so, you know, when I knew God was calling me to be a pastor, if, if I don't know something, I ain't changing my voice. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I get back with you. Okay. And, and God will help us in this. But it's important that you understand, that you understand, you can get understanding on the Word of God, that you can get a grip on the sword of the Spirit. Amen. The book of wisdom, Proverbs, tells us repeatedly, get understanding. Say that with me. Get understanding. In Proverbs 4, 7, the second part of the verse in the New International Version, it says this. Watch this. Though it costs all you have. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. In the Message Bible, it says this. Write this at the top of your list. Get understanding. So what we're going to have to do is realize this is pretty important. The book of wisdom is telling us get understanding. I love the way that's worded. Though it costs all that you have, get understanding. 
Write this at the top of your list. Get understanding. So the question would be, how? How do we do this? So let's, let's look here real quick in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. And this principle works here on this. There are other things, but this will get us going. Actually, there are deep things of God. That... <laughs> Jesus said, ask, and it will be given to you. What are we after? Understand it. A little stronger, please. What are we after? Understand it. You know why you've got to be strong and, and real determined about this? Because the enemy is. He's working overtime and strongly and, and does not play by any rules to keep you from this. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. It will be opened. So let's get this in front of our eyes here and explore this a little bit. Ask. Everybody say ask. For what? Understanding. Seek. What are we seeking for? Understanding. And knock. What are we after? All right. Now, these are very strong verbs in the Greek here, real strong here. And, and we'll go over these in a moment. But I think this asking relates to God. I think the seeking relates to you. And I think the knocking interacts with others. But let's look at this. This word, uh, this word ask, it's to beg, it's to implore. It's to crave. It's to require. This is not the little little puny ask. Could I have that? No. Okay. This is it. You are so persistent that you know who your source is. You know I've got to have this. That you ask. That you ask. That you ask. And then seek. Seek is a related word. And it also means to crave and to require and to strive after. It's to seek. And if you seek, you'll what? You'll find. And I believe this is our part. How many of you have ever, you know, with your socks, you're trying to match your socks and and you're missing a sock. And you went looking for it. Y'all? Okay. And you look for it and, you know, ask your wife, you look in the dryer and... you check your son's drawer and you're looking around. You got you can find this sock. He's got a good pair of dress socks and one of them's missing. So you look for him. Okay? You've done that. Okay, how many of you have lost your keys before? Okay, between your socks and your keys, which one did you really seek for? It's like, we, we got to find these things. Y'all with me? Okay, let's take it to a whole nother level. You're, you're in Target or Walmart and your three-year-old wanders off. Okay, now we're at a whole nother level of seek. Are y'all with me? And, and, and I'm talking that kind of intensity. We're not like, well, that sock will show up. You, you can't say, well, that junior will show up. <laughs> yeah, when he's 27, you know. <laughs> Proverbs also expands on this. In Proverbs 2, it says, my child, go ahead, say, say that's me. It says, listen to what I say. Treasure my commands. Get get the action in this. Tune your ears to wisdom. 
Concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge from God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity, guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just and fair and you will find the right way to go. We've got to ask. We've got to seek. We've got to knock. Not like we're trying to find some lost sock. But we've got to dig for this. We've got to be serious about this because the enemy knows he must prevent, he must block that seed in you from getting together. In Acts chapter 8, and let me just go ahead and read part of this for you. In verse 26, it says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Let's get our players. The angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. You know what the Lord just told him to do? I want you to go out and stand in the desert. Verse 27, so he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. And had gone to worship. I think this guy's got a heart for God already. He's got a hunger for God. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah, the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. Go get real close to it. Glue yourself to it. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, watch this carefully. Do you what? Do you understand what you are reading? Do you know what Philip just did at the prompting of the spirit of God? He started to block the enemy who's about to try to steal seed. Watch this though. And he said, how can I? How can I understand unless someone guides me? How can I unless someone guides me? That word means to teach or to bring out. And he asked Philip to come and to sit with him. And let me just tell you this, and I want to assure you of this this morning. You need to always make sure that you are in a Bible teaching church. Worship is wonderful. You've got to have worship, and we have wonderful worship. Preaching is exciting. I'm just not a good preacher. Programs programs are awesome. But let me tell you what's life-changing and what matters. Teaching. Because teaching helps you to bring out the truths of the Word of God so that you can understand it, so you can get a grip on this. You've got to always make sure that you get exposed to teaching. He said, do you understand what you're reading? How can I unless somebody guides me? And it's not just in church. You better make sure that you're planted in a Bible teaching church. But we have so many resources available to us, just on the web, books, different things, just all over to help us to understand. Let's keep going here, though. Then in verse 35, it says, Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. He'd ask some questions. Jesus preached Jesus. Let me tell you, that's the key to understanding Scripture. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. He fills in all the blanks here. We'll talk more about that later. Um, Keep going here. So now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, watch this. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Why? 
Because Philip preached Jesus to him. He gave him understanding. He opened up his understanding on, on the word of God. Verse 38, now he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Now here's what happened. He was trying, he had a hunger for God. He's trying to understand, but he didn't have anybody to help him to understand God sent someone to help him to understand. And we got understanding of it. He filled it in. He goes, yes, I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. He had that incredible sacrament. I'm seeing the I am new shirts here too. They followed in the same thing. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Man, you get that in your life. That's, that's the cornerstone. That's the rock. That's the center right there in the middle. And then identify with baptism as this outward statement to say, yes, I did this. I believe this. And that's what this Ethiopian eunuch did. But I want you to, want, I want you to watch what happens here though. This eunuch, no doubt, with his new faith, returned to his country. It says he was returning to his country. He no doubt shared his faith. He was a man of great authority. He was in charge of the whole treasury. He no doubt used his influence. And tradition tells us that this eunuch was the first to bring Christianity to Ethiopia and northern Africa. As a matter of fact, church, church history bears out that the first great churches, I mean strong and big churches, were in North Africa. Today, over 23 million Christian believers, where most of Africa is Muslim-dominated. Ethiopia is still Christian-dominated. There's opposition, but there's over 33% of the population of Ethiopia today are born-again, spirit-filled believers. And I think it all happened because the enemy who tried to steal the seed couldn't get the seed on that day because that Ethiopian eunuch got understanding of the Word of God. He accepted Jesus. That faith lit up in him, and he now carries harvest. He now carries remedy and goes back to his nation that makes a difference. The devil missed this one. The devil missed that one. Amen. Give God glory for that one. And he's trying to block it with you. He just knows that he's got to block it. He's got to prevent the word of God from getting in you because it will produce harvest and it will produce remedy. So I just want to tell you this, though it would cost all you have, get understanding, write it at the top of your list, get understanding, ask Seek, knock, get yourself in church, keep yourself in church, get yourself in the word, use resources that are around you, ask, seek, and knock, and whatever you do, get understanding. I want want you to know this, the enemy is serious and he's busy, and we've got to show him we're serious, and we're busy, and God will help us to get understanding, and his word will grow in our hearts, and there'll be harvest. And there'll be remedy. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.